0: It's 11 minutes before the hour. You are listening to Raven Radio, KCAW Sitka. Today is Tuesday, November 29th, 2022. I'm Aaron Fulton with Raven News. A Sitka woman died after a boat capsized near Sitka Sunday morning. Two men on board were rescued and transported to Mount Edgka Medical Center with injuries. Sitka police report that Deanna Moore, age 51, her husband, 56-year-old Jay Stilwell, and 42-year-old Roger Hames Jr. were traveling in Stilwell's Sea Dory just outside of Three Entrance Bay when the boat was pushed into a rock by a wave. A second wave swamped the vessel and it capsized. Stilwell and Hames escaped into the water and were picked up by a nearby Good Samaritan vessel, but more remained trapped inside the Sea Dory. An Air Station Sitka helicopter, responding to the scene, lowered a rescue swimmer and retrieved more from inside the capsized boat. She was flown to Sitka and was later pronounced dead at Mount Edgecombe Medical Center. The two men were transferred to the Sitka Police Department's Emergency Response Vessel and also taken to Mount Edgecombe Medical Center, where both retreated for injuries. Petty Officer Lexi Preston, with Coast Guard Headquarters in Juneau, told KCAW that as of Monday afternoon, the Sea Dory remains semi-submerged in the same vicinity where it capsized. There is no visible fuel spill and as yet no salvage plan. The weather Sunday morning in Sitka was clear and cold with light winds. However, there was still a large residual swell from recent gales. The swell, combined with large tides, can generate what one witness at the scene described as confused seas in the vicinity of Three Entrance Bay. The victim in the boating tragedy in Sitka on Sunday, Deanna Moore, was a well-known and respected counselor and advocate at Sitkins Against Family Violence and Sitka Counseling. Moore's advocacy work brought her to the airwaves many times. Most recently, she shared her perspective on historical trauma in a panel discussion on KCAW's talk of Southeast Alaska in October 2020.
1: When we're talking about historical trauma too, I often think about how, um, you know, we can look back, and I think that the local indigenous people talk about the impact of seven generations. And so I'm, perhaps it goes back much, much farther than that, but to appreciate what happens today will impact what's happening in the future. And we are all a product of experiences that have come before us. And just to make that really small and tangible in my mind, I can think about of my myself and some experiences I've had in my life that have caused me stress or discomfort or maybe altered the way that I perceive the world. And I'm a mother now. And so while my as a mother, my children are my first and ultimate responsibility, but I am still healing from my own experiences. And that's going to impact the way that I'm able to be available for my children and the coping skills that I'm able to share with my children. So just to bring it down to two generations, how could historical traumatic experiences not be impacting future generations. It seems it seems naive to think that any one of us has an isolated experience that doesn't impact the way we participate in the world.
0: That was Deanna Moore, Counselor at Sitkins Against Family Violence and Sitka Counseling in a panel discussion on KCAW from October 2020. Moore died in a boating accident in Sitka on Sunday. She's remembered as a mother, partner, and fierce advocate for women. First responders rescued a Kloak man late Saturday night, about 12 hours after he became separated from his hunting party near the Prince of Wales Island community. Tim Despain with the Alaska State Troopers says that 73-year-old Irving Landmaid was last seen by his group on a forest road around 9 a.m. on Saturday. Troopers received a report of a missing hunter just after 4 p.m. and mobilized Kloak's search and rescue team. An Air Station Sitka helicopter joined the search about two and a half hours later. The Coast Guard says the air crew located Langsmaid just after 8.30 p.m. He was hoisted aboard and taken to the Kloak Airport, where he was met by troopers and medical personnel. You can see a video of the infrared radar used by the Coast Guard to find the missing hunter on our website, kcaw.org. A group of state senators not only sliced up the turkey over Thanksgiving, but also carved out Senate leadership roles. Republican Senator Gary Stevens announced the formation of a bipartisan majority coalition late Friday afternoon. The Kodiak lawmaker is now the incoming Senate president, a leadership position he's held before. Sitka Senator Burt Stedman, also a Republican, joined the bipartisan majority and will again return to co-chair the influential Senate Finance Committee, alongside Democrats Lyman Hoffman and Donnie Olson. Stevens says the new group, which will be made up of nine Democrats and 11 Republicans, is a healthy organization. He hopes they will be able to avoid some of the protracted battles that plagued this year's session.
1: The majority caucus could never agree on a budget. We had several members who were extremely conservative, and they always voted against the budget. And of course, you know, that's the main job of, of the legislature by the Constitution is to pass a budget.
0: Stevens said Republicans had to enlist the help of Democrats to pass a budget this year, so they might as well work together from the start, especially with some big challenges ahead this next session.
1: It looks like oil will not be as high as we had hoped it would be. Also, you have to realize that the Permanent Fund itself a lost money for the first time this past year. I'm hoping they recover, but you know the stock market has been down. So I guess what I'm trying to say is that the revenues are going to be lower than anticipated. We're going to have to deal with that and how do we fund government people want how do we do
0: Stevens and Senator Bill Willakowski an Anchorage Democrat who joined the coalition both agree that education needs to be a top priority
1: You've had flat funding on the base student allocation for 7 years 6 7 years and now we're seeing the results of that the really dramatic results where we're seeing schools closing all across Alaska
0: Willakowski will become chairman of the Senate Rules Committee Senator Kathy Giesel, an Anchorage Hillside Republican, will serve as Senate Majority Leader. Four Aleutian volcanoes have been under elevated alert levels for about a year, and now they're joined by a fifth. The new one is the ice filled caldera of Takawanga, which rises nearly 5,000 feet out of the Bering Sea in the far western Aleutians. The volcano has been showing signs of unrest for nearly two weeks, prompting the Alaska Volcano Observatory to move the volcano's aviation color code to yellow. That's an advisory alert level and means the volcano is exhibiting signs of elevated unrest. All five of the volcanoes are concentrated along the Aleutian Chain. Most of them have been fluttering in and out of yellow and orange advisory levels, which ranges from elevated unrest to minimal eruptions. While five volcanoes rumbling at the same time might sound like a lot, Jason Lyons, a research geophysicist at the observatory, says it's not uncommon for the state.
1: Because there are so many active volcanoes in Alaska, having five at elevated color code isn't really extraordinary.
0: Takawanga is about 55 miles west of ADAC and would threaten the city of around 200 people should it erupt. But Lyon says the current advisory level is no cause for concern.
1: The potential hazard to people in ADAC is is very low right now, and because the volcano is so well monitored, uh, and because the Alaska Volcano Observatory is keeping an eye on it, there will be signs, and we will catch those signs and put out timely notices if there's any change in activity.
0: Researchers put the volcano on the watch list when a series of earthquakes started increasing around Takawanga. When that happens, it's called a swarm, and that can be a sign of magma moving below the Earth's crust looking for a way out. As of Monday, the swarm was still continuing at Takawanga, and the color code remained yellow. A woman accused of voting illegally in both Alaska and Florida during the 2020 elections will face charges in a Florida court on December 8th, according to online court records. The Alaska Beacon reports that when Cheryl Ann Leslie is arraigned on felony counts of casting more than one ballot, she will become just the second person charged with voter fraud related to Alaska's 2020 election. Despite claims by some Alaskans that fraudulent voting changed the state's election results two years ago, no evidence of fraud on that scale has been uncovered by investigators. In January 2022, Governor Mike Dunleavy said three cases of possible voter fraud were being investigated by state troopers. The Florida case was the result of a special group of Florida investigators assigned specifically to election-related crimes. It wasn't clear whether the case was one of the three mentioned by Dunleavy. A public records request by the Alaska court system turned up only two voter misconduct cases since 2020. One remains sealed by a judge's order, making the details of the case impossible to determine. The other involves a Copper Center man who signed absentee ballots with an anti-gay epithet. Taking a look at the community calendar. The search medical provider is in the Tenneke Springs Clinic Tuesday to Friday, November 29th through December 2nd. Contact the clinic for further information. Sprouts, a free preschool program for children aged 3 to 5 and their parents, is at 10.30 a.m. on Tuesdays at the Sitka Sound Science Center through April. Each session begins with a story, followed by hands-on crafts and activities related to the story's theme. For more information, call 747-8878. Outer Coast offers free Indigenous language open online classes for all skill levels, noon, Tuesdays and Thursdays, November 8th through December 13th. You can find a registration link on the community calendar posting. Sitka Health Summit Coalition facilitates a discussion on ways to enhance services and facilities for Sitka's elders at 1 p.m. today at the Swan Lake Senior Center. The Alaska Longline Fishermen's Association holds a meeting to discuss the 2023 Sablefish stock assessments and quotas via Zoom. Email outreach at alphafish.org or visit alphafish.org to receive the Zoom link. The Sitka Marine Mammal Commission meets at 6 p.m. today in the Sitka Tribe of Alaska Administration Building. The meeting is open to the public. For more information, contact Jeff Feldpausch at 747-7469. I'm Erin Fulton, and this has been Raven News.